0: and in business. I hope you enjoy the show and let's dive in. Hey everybody, let's talk about blood work. You've heard me talk about the importance of getting comprehensive, hormonal, focused blood work done since the dawn of time. Our friends at Alta Lab Test's based out in the beautiful state of Arizona, where so many great companies are based, have the ability to service comprehensive blood work orders at 2,100 different locations across the country. I researched these guys. I've talked to the founder. I've talked to so many people at this organization, and they really genuinely care about health and wellness and helping men and women get better health for the long term. This is life-changing stuff, people. I want all of you that have not had comprehensive blood work done to head on over there now. ultalabtest.com forward slash the Kelly O Show. Order your blood work, get your health started in the right direction now. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Kelly O Show. Today is bonus episode number one. I referred to in my last mini mini series. Well, my first ever mini mini series um, that I just published. We just wrapped up um, my top 10 weight loss mistakes and how I'm fixing them. That was a 10 episode mini series of nothing but Kelly O solo shows where I was sharing with you guys. And I do encourage you to listen to it. I know so many of you ladies are going to be able to relate to the lessons that I shared and be able to apply some of those behavioral changes to your life. And you might have heard me as you were listening to some of those episodes go, Oh, I'm going to do a bonus episode on that because I have to talk to that. And so I've got three coming your way, and then we'll be heading back into the phase of this show where 50% of the show will be interviews um, with authors, experts, and um, people with real-life transformation stories, and then 50% of the show will be my solo shows by request. So stay tuned for that. But today I want to talk to you, and I am really excited to share this topic with you, and that is this idea of making a declaration this is something that i'm serious if you can wrap your head around what what this does and test it out in your life a lot of what i talked about in those in, in my top 10 weight loss mistakes had to do with mindset it had to do with attitude about oneself right how we see ourselves how we see our body how we see our possibilities or our capabilities. Um, and truthfully, if you haven't gotten to that place yet where you realize that mindset is everything, I do encourage you to keep exploring it in whatever way that looks like for you. Figure it out because this whole concept of what you think about, you bring about, this whole idea of the law of attraction, this whole idea of, you know, from a garden perspective, right? What you water is gonna grow. What you spend time on, what you think about, what you give energy to, is gonna grow. And truthfully, if you think that everything I just said is a bunch of like two, it's hippie, it's out there, it's hogwash, Just think about it in your own life. What, you know, one of the things that that I shared that that changed, and you're gonna hear me share it probably again in this very episode is, when I look back at the last three years of my life, and you guys, a lot of you have heard me reference how um, those last three years of my life when I was um, you know, winding down my, my first company, Fitfluential, um, there is a whole lot of drama behind the scenes that many of you don't know about. Stuff that I had to put up with and deal with that <laughs> if you guys heard the whole story and heard what I had to deal with, with this wonderful company and an idea that I came up with and started, and um, it's it's sadly it's a very common story that happens with a lot of successful entrepreneurs. Um, people betray them, people stab them in the back, people take advantage of them, and they they realize it too late. And then the very beautiful thing that they started has to fold and start over, and and for myriad reasons and in many ways that was certainly true for me, but a lot of that I kept close to the vest. I kept behind the scenes. I took the high road. I had to force myself to take the high road because believe me, I wanted to take the low road. But in those in those three years, when I look back of, of chaos and stress and a, a time, many times when my faith was tested, when I felt full of despair, hopeless, et cetera, I can look back and see that what I spent my mental energy on, what I spent a lot of my days on, was focusing solely on my problems, solely on what was happening, solely on this. Um, you know, really, my my attitude so many days was, how do I just clean up this mess? And then going to bed at night and dreading looking at the mess again in the morning. I didn't have a plan. I wasn't working towards anything. I was just in defensive mode. That's not a fun place to be. And when you get up constantly every single day and there's just a black storm cloud overhead, it's not really motivating to get you to do anything. And and I can so see in retrospect how, again, to what I said a few minutes ago, what I was watering, what, what I was feeding, what I was putting my energy towards, whether it was intentional or not, it continued to grow. The drama continued to grow. The betrayals continued to grow. You heard me talk about in one of those episodes, what you look for, you'll find. Every day I was looking for what else is going to happen. And believe me, I found it. Um, Every day, I spent an inordinate amount of time calling my mom or my friend, this friend or that friend and Unloading all of the drama on them and having them listen to me, but you know every time I unloaded all the drama, I was just reliving it. My brain was hearing the stuff that was happening to me, so it's it was bad enough that I was experiencing the first time, but I would talk about it so much that it's like I was experiencing it four or five times, and then when I would talk about it, I would get so upset that I would raise my blood pressure, I would sometimes have panic attacks I would be crying so heavily that i almost couldn't breathe sometimes let me tell you what that's doing for your adrenal system and your cortisol it's not good so i can tell you very with with the utmost of clarity that when i look back over those crazy 3 years that were so awful that i felt like i was in prison i felt like when is this ever going to end i have to take responsibility for the fact that a big part of it was me it wasn't that I was creating the circumstances, the the people that were doing me wrong, but I wasn't working towards anything. I wasn't, I didn't have a plan. And and when you're not working towards anything, you're not going to get there. How do you know if you get there because you're not working towards anything? So this show, I hope, will really just, I I, I hope it hits you like a lightning bolt, bolt in a good way because. Once you realize this, and, and as I look back over my life and I see some of the big, huge changes and wonderful, impactful things that have happened in my life, they all happened with me making a declaration. And what I mean by a declaration is when you, you've heard me say this before when it, with regards to weight loss. And And everything I'm saying here not only applies to weight loss, it can apply to your business, it can apply to your relationship, it can apply to your life. when you when you make a declaration, it's usually preceded by making a big decision. Um, you know, you can say it can be that maybe one day you wake up and you're getting changed in the restroom before work. And you look at your body and you just, maybe you haven't even been working out or on a weight loss journey. And and you just, you get up one day and you catch yourself in the mirror and you're like, what has happened to me? I, I don't even look like myself. And you just decide that day because you've just had this massive aha, wake up moment. And you go, that's it. I'm going to get my body back. It's, it's that kind of a decision or, Maybe you, I remember hearing a story in the audio book by Ryan Sirhant, um, which was a really good book for those of you that are entrepreneurs and business people, you know, it's about, it's called sell it like Surhant." and let, for those of you that are business people and entrepreneurs, you know, if you think, oh, I don't need to listen to that. I don't sell everybody sells. If you think you don't sell it and you're in business, you're out of your mind. Everybody sells. Everybody should be dedicating time to learn how to sell better. It is a key, critical life skill. Period. End of point. You should be listening to every sales book out there and sell it like Hant. It doesn't matter if you're in real estate or not. I don't watch any of those real estate reality shows. I didn't even know who the guy was. Somehow or another, I heard about him, and it was a really great book. And one of the things he talked about in the in this book was this um, was this moment where he went, and and this was a critical. Decision making moment and declaration for him. He was he went to the store. He wasn't making a lot of money in real estate, and I'm I'm paraphrasing here. But he went to the store, and his debit card was declined. He didn't even have like three dollars in his checking account. He didn't have any money to his name, and he couldn't even buy you know like a soda and some pretzels. And he's like, I decided at that moment. I'm going to figure out how to sell and make more money because I don't ever want to be poor again. So there's there's moments like that where you make a decision. You, it's like you're stomping your foot down, figuratively speaking, and you say, I'm done. I'm done being broke. I'm done being alone. I'm done hating my job. I'm done uh, not liking what I see in the mirror. I'm done. So there's usually like this that moment of a strong decision. If you follow those moments with a declaration and you say i am committing to this declaration i'm committing to doing this action for myself as opposed to saying okay alternatively i want you to think about this the reason that you say if you really want something bad and you want to make something bad that you make a declaration is declaration and saying it out loud and sharing it with other people sharing it on social media that sets your intention. And when you put it in the context of this is my commitment to myself, this is this is me committing to myself. That's different than saying, for example, well, I'm gonna go on a diet because I need to lose weight. See the difference between that and and, and having a moment where you say, I am so tired of not being proud of my body. I know I'm capable of more. I am committed to getting in the best shape of my life. And starting today, I am going to do everything in my power to eat better. I'm going to hire a trainer. I am, I'm committing myself to a year of transformation from the inside out. I'm going to do this and I'm doing it for myself. That second example is way different than going, well, I suck. I'm, I, I, I have to go on a diet. You know, like which one of those do you want to pursue? Do you want to pursue when you say, I guess I have I I I suck, I'm fat, I have to go on a diet? Or do you want to do something when you've made a commitment to yourself to transform your life? And you're you're it's just phraseology, people, but it trust me, all of this stuff makes a huge difference. Now, let's take it very specifically to declaration because I really don't think in my life when I've done this. I really don't I I I truthfully it it just these are things that came out of my mouth. I didn't realize at the time I'm making a declaration and therefore I'm going to change my mindset and therefore I've you know started the law of attraction blah blah blah. I have I really was not that aware but in retrospect I see and let me just tell you when I look back and I'm going to show you these examples you are going to listen and go holy shit she's onto something here. And now this is why I make declarations and declarations are followed by activity that I am now so much more consistent with and I make progress and I make shit happen. And so can you. So let me think of one of the first declarations I had (laughs) was actually uh, around Gary Vaynerchuk and how I met him and became friends with him. And so this goes back to, um, in 2008. So I got divorced from my douchebag starter husband in 2007, got a new job, new townhouse, new car. I was living the large life. I was performing in my sales role like a boss. I was crushing it. I had two big deals on the table that would have paid me more from a commission standpoint than I'd ever made in my whole life. And when the market crashed later that year in 2008, I hope I'm saying this. Yeah. The timeline I was divorced in 2007, started a new job and then the market crashed in 2008. Yeah. Um, so in 2008, um, the market crashed the end of October. And I remember I heard about it on, on Twitter and I, then my boss called me or emailed me. No, I think he called me and he said, did you get that email? I said, what email? And he goes, the one that said the company shut down. I'm like, excuse me? And he's like, yeah. He goes, that last paycheck you got, that was your last paycheck. And he said, if I were you, I would turn your phone off because American Express is calling all of the salespeople. Apparently, the company hasn't been paying their bill for a year and they're coming after all of us. And I'm like, wait, wait, what? And he's like, I'll call you later. (laughs) And um, he wasn't lying. Um, I remember getting very harassing calls about American Express, um, you know, for for bills I wasn't liable for, the company was liable for, but it was just, it was so shifty and the company did go bankrupt. And, you know, all of us were without a job and we had expenses that were due to us that we never got paid back. Um, And I was unemployed for 13 months. So from the October of 2008 to I think November of the following year, when I got a job at, at my last agency, I was unemployed. And it was the first time in my life when you're, when you're in sales, you can typically always just bounce back and get any sales job. I couldn't get interviews to save my life. And that was when it was truly a blessing because that was when Twitter was exploding. I, I was, I just felt a pull to get on Twitter. And shortly thereafter, I launched my YouTube channel. Um, because I launched my YouTube channel at that time, I and I had no idea what I was doing. I mean, YouTube and and blogging and everything was so different back then. People didn't monetize. They just did stuff because it was cool. You know, like I, I just wanted <laughs> if you go look at if you go right now, I'm in the process of getting a lot of coaching uh by a legend, Sunny doozy in her program for YouTube. And I am relaunching my YouTube channel, but in those early days, I had zero idea what I was doing. It's funny. I think that I, I, I benefited and I got a lot of subscribers and views back then because I was just there and I was there and I was publishing. I published a vlog every day, but the titles of my, my vlogs, if you look, I would be Kelly Alexa vlog, September 1st. 2009. Kelly Alexa Vlog, September 2nd, 2009. Kelly Alexa Vlog, like there was no SEO. There was no monetization. I never once said, make sure you subscribe. I never once said, make sure you like. I never once told people to go to my blog. There was no self-promotion, no marketing. I just did it, but I got discovered. And that led to me getting discovered by Ford, Ford asked me to try out for this thing called the Ford Fiesta Movement. I was one of their first 100 agents in their first big social media gig. I got a free car for six months. I got to go on all of these. I got hired by Sears and their Sears Fit Studio team. I got to be a blogger for them for... God knows how long I was part of the Polar Heart Rate Monitor team. I got to work with Nike and get flown to New York with Lance Armstrong back when he was cool. There were all this stuff that opened up because of social media. Um, And one of the things that I just, or one of the people I discovered was Gary Vaynerchuk. And I remember a friend of mine, George, sent me a video. It was Gary Vaynerchuk's Web 2.0 speech. I'm going to link that up too, because you should see that this was, my friend George was like, Hey, I want to share this guy with you. He's a little salty. He swears a lot, but I think you'll like him. And it was Gary Vaynerchuk's web 2.0. We laugh now when we say web 2.0, his web 2.0 speech at, you know, blah, blah, blah. Check it out. I watched that, that video. And I was like, this guy is like a man version of me. Because I like to swear, and I just liked his style. He was in his in your face, and um, I said to myself at that moment, I said, I swear to God, you guys, I'm not making this up. Why would I? I mean, this is not. This is just the truth, and I have other really good examples to share with you. I said to myself when I saw him, I'm like, I am going to meet him. We are going to become friends, and somehow or another, we're going to end up doing business together. And I told other people that I said that later. And what ended up happening very quickly after that is, of course, I started stalking him online. Back in that day, Gary used to do, I think they called them Ustream, something like that, where you would go on, I don't even know if this platform is alive anymore, um, but it it was like Ustream and it it was like Facebook Live, but on a different platform. And it would be like, Gary would announce on Twitter, hey, I'm going on Ustream, everybody. And then all of us who followed him would go online and we would talk back and forth. It's kind of like what he does now, I assume, with uh, Instagram Live and so on. So there was one of these times, and I remember my friend Christy Colvin was on there too, and we were joking about this because she saw it happen. And, and he's like, you know, he'd, he'd say, hey, put your name in the thing and I'll follow you. And he he would do that at the end of some of these things. He would just pick like six people who had low followers. And I think at this time, Gary Vaynerchuk had like 35,000 followers so that was a big deal back then. That was a big deal. And I had 1,500 followers. And back then, that was also for an average Joe. That was a big deal. Because your average person back then on Twitter had like 200 followers. It was still very new. And so he saw my name come up, and he's like, Kelly Alexa. And I remember, I remember that he goes, wow, you've got 1,500 followers. Wow. <laughs> you know? And he followed me. And, um, then, you know, we, we exchanged a couple tweets back and forth. It wasn't like, you know, we were calling each other every day and talking about the jets. I don't want to strike, you know, suggest that, but that's how we connected. Hey everybody. Let's talk about skincare. We've talked certainly about the importance of self-care quite a lot on this show and what could be a better way to invest in self-care than by getting yourself some of the best skincare on the planet. Now I have learned a lot since getting my first Botox injection about the importance of medical grade skincare. There is a world of difference between what you buy in a drugstore, what you buy in a department store, and when you're talking about medical grade skincare. Now one of the companies that I use have used for gosh quite a long time. I bought it first at my Botox appointment is Globiotics. We've actually interviewed the founders on this very show. Check out Globiotics.com. It's probiotic-based medical-grade skincare. It's exceptional, and we've got a 20% off deal for you. Just use code thekellyo show at globiotics.com and you'll get 20% off. You're welcome. And then part of my background, my career background at that point had always been in the real estate space, the real estate technology space. Well, I found out that Gary was going to be speaking at one of these Inman conferences. So I took my, um, gosh, what was it called? There were these video cameras, portable video cameras that um, all of us vloggers got, and we got one with the Ford Fiesta movement. And so I flew to New York um, because it was also, you know, I was like networking for a job and I filmed his speaking engagement at that conference and he, and I apparently was one of the few people that filmed it. So I gave it to his crew and they were able to publish it and somehow or another on that trip, he and I, I forget if we texted each other or whatever, but he invited me to come see him at Wine Library TV. So I took the train <laughs> I still remember this. I took the train out to Jersey to where his original wine store was. And um, God, it wasn't Mott. For those of you that have followed Gary for a long time, you'll remember some of these people. I'm so embarrassed that I can't remember um, his the guy that was helping him produce a lot of his videos back then. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. But he picked me up. at the at the station I actually got off on the wrong stop he drove me to wine library and Gary was interviewing that day two of my now good friends these hockey players from Canada so I was able to sit in Gary's you know library and watch these guys get interviewed and then afterwards I hung out with Gary for a while and you know he's just as sweet and kind and down to earth um as he wasn't, per- I remember he was just getting ready to have his first baby. So I brought a baby gift. We chatted for a while, blah, blah, blah. So that's how we, f- that's, I'm trying to think. That's not how we first met. I met him after his speaking engagement. And the truth is, I'm going to be, I'm going to embarrass myself. I have met a lot of celebrities, but I was more nervous, like heart pounding, kind of like, I'm so excited to meet this person about Gary than I was about meeting some of the celebrities I've met in my life. But he'd made such an impact on my life. He'd inspired me to gr- do great things. The truth is, the reason that I ended up founding Fit is because of Gary's influence in my life, um, without question. I've always said that to him. So that was step number one. And then step number two is when he was doing the book tour for Crush It, his first book, I was the one that was able to host him for his book party in Chicago. We had about 200 people that showed up. Um, I had a legit and Gary will tell you, we actually have some, a lot of video footage from that event. In fact, I want to reach out to the guy who recorded. That would be really funny to get that video footage and publish it. I'm going to see if I can do, we did like this whole interview thing where Gary and I were seated and all the people were around us kind of like the view. And I just had all these, you know, kind of serious questions and funny questions we did a whole interview. Then he stayed afterwards, literally until like one o'clock in the morning, signing every single person who attended their book, talking to every single person. Um, and then he got up the next day and flew to his next stop. Um, but we had a really, really successful um, you know, book launch for him. And he and I still joke about it to this day. And ever since then, you know, I will also link up to my interview with him. When I launched this podcast, I reached out to him um, to be on the show. And he's like, of course I'll be on the show. I mean, he's just the most generous down to earth, um, loyal person who is just what you see is what you get. I think the world of him, but all of that happened because I made a declaration. One of the other declarations I made was about meeting the love of my life. Now I am going to be recording that show by popular request. I will share with you guys how I manifested the love of my life in greater detail because, but, but to give you a preview of that, you know, I, I had been single and very unhappy and just had the worst luck when it came to dating and love. I mean, just horrible luck. I laugh now when I think about it, but in 2017, I made a declaration. I don't know specifically what it was that prompted it. It wasn't like I didn't want this before, but I said to myself, I'm meeting the love of my life this year that's it. Like I'm done. I'm done being this person that everybody pities. I'm done being alone all the time. I'm done spending holidays and birthdays and July 4ths and Memorial days all by myself all the time. I'm done never leaving my house. I'm meeting the love of my life this year. I made that declaration. I followed it through with certain activity. And let me tell you, in December of that year, I met the love of my life who flew up to Chicago? He'd never been in these kinds of subpolar <laughs> uh, temperatures. He flew up to Chicago because he didn't want to wait for me to come home from Christmas break for our first date. He flew up to Chicago. We had our first date. He met my parents the next day. I mean, like, when does that kind of stuff happen? And we've been inseparable ever since. We just got engaged three weeks ago. We're getting married on November 12th. Um, And he's the greatest human being and greatest love of my entire life. He is my soulmate. He is, I cherish every single second with him, but I made a declaration and it happened in the year and in the timeline that I said it would, I knew that I was going to meet someone older. I knew that he would be uh, in an established uh, career. I'd had a lot of guys who mooched off of me and my career and my money and my jobs um, I knew that he had gray hair. I knew he lived in Texas. I mean, I just, I had these things in my mind and it happened. So I'm trying to think, I thought that there was one other specific, Oh, pfft. the other declaration is even recently this year with, with me and, and a work change. Um, I'll wrap it up with this one. So I'm giving you three solid examples and then I'll wrap it up as well by giving, you, let me give you a preview the the last declaration that i have made has to do with well gosh there's so many but i'll sh- i'll share with you that that one of the other major declarations i've made is about my year of transformation and i i kicked it off with relaunching my facebook group a year of you first which i hope all of you will join after this ladies only though so men sorry about that you're going to have to find another <laughs> another facebook group but um anyway so in 2020, <laughs> this wonderful crazy year that we're all in. Um, as you guys know, it it's it's been chaotic for all of us. Um, it was particularly chaotic for me because in 2019 after I moved from from Austin to San Antonio, I started experiencing headaches all the time. And I know a lot of this was stress related, but the headaches, the the chronic headaches turned into chronic migraines and the migraines just got more intense and more worse and more often and more long. And I was, there was a period last year where probably actually from June or July of last year until the end of January I had chronic headaches and chronic migraines. And I, when I say that, I mean, every day I was taking Excedrin all day. When I would get a migraine, it would be three to four days of me laying on the couch, being unable to do anything. I, I could only eat bagels and oatmeal. Um, I couldn't work out. I couldn't work. I couldn't earn a living. Um, I, I was in despair, to say the least. I mean, the I, I've never felt like such a useless waste of life. And it was awful, 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 awful. And so I finally was able to see a neurologist because I got new health insurance in January. Um, and she changed my life, you know, knock on wood. I've only had one minor migraine since seeing this neurologist. I was at the point where I was having one to two migraines a week. I kid you not. Um, So I saw a neurologist the end of January, got back to work in February, slowly started to work out, um, hustled my ass off, brought, brought on a good amount of clients. I mean, and I really had myself back to the point where my independent business was going to be at a profitable six figure point, like a baseline again, and then COVID hit and all of them quit. And And this was very common. It wasn't like I was this was just me. It wasn't like, oh, whoa was Kelly. She was cursed. This was happening to everybody. you know, people that had people that are independent consultants with smaller businesses, you know, everybody had it happen. But all of my clients had their plants shut down. They couldn't they couldn't do these campaigns or whatever it is that they were going to do with me. And so I had hustled my ass off and worked my ass off and I had no, nothing to show for it. And and all the time, you guys, that's one of the things that can be sarcastic about working for yourself. You know, if you lose a job, you don't get to take unemployment money from the government. You don't get to have assistance and recovery. And so all of those things that other people were getting, that government assistance, I I didn't get because I worked for myself. And I was losing my mind. I kept saying to Steve, I have never felt more like I am on one hand, I'm on top of the world. I'm at the top of my game career-wise. I am smarter, wiser, more experienced, more full of expertise, more connected with a huger network, great, solid reputation. And yet on the other hand, I cannot seem to rub two matches together and make a fire. I can't seem to make anything happen for myself. And so I was at a point where I was going crazy. So COVID hit, lost all my clients. And I remember that, so that COVID, the the things started to go crazy with COVID, what, March? That's when we all started to quarantine, right? I worked through April and April just continued to be stressful. And I would come into my office every day and I would work my ass off and I would get to the end of the day and I would be exhausted emotionally, physically, mentally. And I, I just remember going I worked for seven weeks, and I've made. I, I brought in one check for one little gig for like fifteen hundred bucks. I'm like, I feel as broke as I did in college, and I, I can't do it. And I said to Steve at the beginning of May, I made a declaration, and I said, here's the deal. I have analyzed this till the cows come home. I, this is not what I expected. Um, but I think it's time for me to make a sharp right-hand turn because I have to be able to objectively look at what I'm doing and, and realize that I'm given all I've got in my entrepreneur life and it is not paying off and I can't, I can't do it. I can't, you know, Steve had been financially supporting me all of that time. God bless his soul. And I, that was hard for me. It was really, really hard for me to accept help. Um, I've always taken care of myself. I've always been able, and I wanted to be able to contribute to our household. I'm not like these other women who just want everybody to pay for everything for them. I think it's disgusting. I can't, I have no respect for that. And I, it was just, I think that was just as stressful for me to, to realize I was not contributing financially to this household. And I felt even though I, I knew I wasn't, I felt like I was taking advantage of him. I felt like I was a drain on him. I felt like, you know, here, this is a guy who don't even get me started on his loser ex-wife, um, but there's there are people who drain other people, and I never wanted to be a burden on anyone, and that's what I felt like, and we've talked about this And other people have said like, come on, you know, you would do the same thing if he was ill. And of course I would, of course I would take care of him and I wouldn't think anything of it, but it was really hard for my brain to wrap around that. You know, know, I mean, every day I expected him to come home and break up with me. I did. I really did. So I, I'd had it. Um, I, I couldn't do that to him anymore. I couldn't do it to myself. I had to get back to the place where I felt like I was, doing what I do really well. I'm really good at business. I'm really, really and I, and I like to work. I like to work. I love to make a difference. And I just was able to objectively look and go, okay, this, this, this must not be the right time for me to be an entrepreneur land. Maybe it's time for me to go back and take my skills and my network, my expertise and my portfolio and and go work for someone else. And frankly, it'll probably be a lot easier working for somebody else. And, and maybe I don't have to be the boss for a while. Like that would be awesome. And I made a decision and I said out loud to Steve at the kitchen table one night, I said, here's the deal. I'm going to interview, I'm going to network, and I'm going to have a job offer by the end of this month. And he looked at me like I had antlers growing out of my head. And I'm like, what? And he goes, you do realize the economic environment that we're in? He's like such a lawyer, right? And I said, I don't think you understand me. What I'm capable of. Now, what do you guys think happened? Did I have a job offer in that timeline? Yes. Was it a job offer with a company that and a job that was like custom written for me? Yes. Did I fall in love with that job at that time? Absolutely. Um, It was just. It wasn't serendipity. It wasn't luck. It was me making a making a declaration, setting my intention, and following through. And this is the key as I wrap up the show. You can't just make a declaration and sit back and wait. When I made the declaration to meet Gary and become his friend and do business with him, I made that shit happen. When I made the declaration that I was going to meet the love of my life, I didn't just sit there and go, okay, God, bring him to me. I got on dating sites. You'll see I went to go see a spiritual Intuit. Um, I followed her advice. I asked for a sign. I prayed for it every single day. I put little things around my house. I mean, I will go into great detail on all of this stuff, but I took action. I also had a certain mindset that matched that action. And that's what I did with the job. I didn't just say, okay, God, um, here's my deal. Let me know when it shows up. I'll sign for it. I went out and did the work. If you don't do the work and follow through with the belief and the attitude and you just keep going and you absolutely believe it's going to happen and all come together for you, it's not going to happen. So you got to do the work. Okay, you got to work, sister, but you can make it happen because if you pair all of these things together, that profound decision followed by an out loud declaration, and that's a key too. do your declaration out loud. Don't don't just keep it to yourself. That gives it more power and and frankly, accountability. And then you follow that up with massive action, like Grant Cardone says, which reminds me, I need to schedule him. He's coming on the podcast, writing that down. If you want to talk about sales books, go get yourself every single book from Grant Cardone. Change my life. He's amazing. I love that guy. Um, but anyway, it is life-changing. And once I saw that experience <sighs> changed me and it's like it catapulted me, that experience, it catapulted me out of those three years. It, it brought about an even greater confidence and even greater certainty and even greater belief in myself. It's like I stepped up, you know, you know when they, people win the Olympics and they put you up on those at the end, you know, somebody wins the gold, somebody wins the silver, somebody wins the bronze, they put you on those pedestals. I felt like I had stepped up onto a pedestal. I was no longer in the muck of what my life was for three years. I was higher. I was elevated. And it was the best thing ever because I saw myself differently. I'd made a declaration. I'd made shit happen. I changed my life. And I was never going to go back. And now everything I do is about declaring something new, setting an intention, being accountable, and putting massive action behind it. And when I get down, when I get frustrated, because everybody will. You, you're you're human. You're going to get frustrated with your results. You're going to doubt yourself. That's just when you pick yourself up and go. You know what? I declared I'm going to do this, and you you change your attitude. You pull your attitude out of the muck, and and you just keep going. And the more you do it, it's like a muscle. It gets stronger. Your your tendency to stay down or get frustrated, it's not as strong. And your ability to be the stronger person who lifts yourself out of the muck, that. That becomes the easier part versus staying down. Trust me, this will change your life. And this has changed my life. And I hope that these real life examples from my life tell you why this is something you want to start incorporating in your life. I want you to start looking at every single area of your life, your relationship, your bank account, your job, your body, your whatever it is, your health, your wealth, your where you live, whatever make a declaration make declarations and then follow it through with a plan and just a relentless forward motion you will get there i promise you now in closing i want to wrap up and invite you again i referenced this earlier in the show i decided in in putting out that series my top 10 uh, weight loss mistakes and how i'm fixing them to relaunch and this goes hand in hand with the declaration people because I talked about self care. I talked about prioritizing ourselves. I've talked about taking care of ourselves and making, you know, our goals and our attitude and our mindset a priority. I have, quote unquote, relaunched my Facebook group, my private Facebook group for women. It is called A Year of You First. I want you to head on over there and request access. Again, this is for women only. I want a safe community where women can. We could talk with one another. This is about our health and our fitness goals, but it's also just about, you know, life goals, relationships, jobs, whatever. This is about a year of just what it says: putting ourselves first, changing our attitude about ourselves, towards ourselves, what we're capable of shooting for the stars and and changing our lives instead of just trudging through life, you know, putting our health first, getting our hormones taken care of, realizing that we can look better and feel better and have the best years of our lives ahead of us, regardless of what age you are. I'm 51 years old. I am getting married next month. Not, wait, is it next month? It's the month after, sorry. I feel better and look better than I have in the last 30 years. I am more looking forward to the next chapters of my life than I was when I was 20. I wouldn't go back to my 20s if you paid me. I laugh at my 20s. I chuckle at my 30s. My 40s were interesting. I am so excited. About the future. And that's because of the inner transformation. And this is what I want for you. And that's what we're going to do. I will be in there every day in some way. Sometimes I'll be doing Facebook Lives. Some days I'll just be putting tips. I'll be doing links. I'll have guests. We'll have giveaways. Get yourself over there. Join my group. Commit to. Here's the thing I'm going to ask you this. Don't do what some other people have done and join my group and just sit there and lurk like a dead turtle. Join the group and commit that you're going to do something differently. Like, hey, instead of lurking and being insecure about, you know, my issues, I'm going to share. I'm going to make friends. I'm going to dance the dance. I'm going to talk the talk. I'm going to tell people what I'm scared about, what I'm intimidated about, what I want. What's my big, scary, hairy goal? I'm going to talk in this group. I'm going to participate because that's how you change your life. Your life is never going to change if you sit back and wait for it. It only changes when you change. Bam, I'm done. End of show. If you guys haven't given this show a five-star rating and or shared it with your friends, make sure you do so. You can head over to thekellyoshow.com. That's where we have the show notes and links to everything we talk about. That's also where you can subscribe. We're also going to be relaunching the blog over there at kellyalexa.com, so you're going to see amazing stuff coming up because my amazing blog coach, Liz Falsigno, is helping me make an amazing transformation with my blog. Sunny Doozy is helping me make amazing transformation with my YouTube channel. I'll be getting back to doing videos like you've never seen before. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel so when it does go live with all this amazing new stuff, you will be first to know. Clearly, I'm excited, you guys. Let's make the next year and all the years after that count. Get yourself over to my Facebook group. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Subscribe to kellyalexa.com. Get on my newsletter. I've got so much good stuff coming. You have no idea. And you know why? Because I've made a declaration. I just made it here again. Bam! I'll see you guys next time on The Kelly O Show. Hey, everybody. Let's talk about red light therapy. If you haven't yet heard my interview with Scott from Mito Red Light Therapy, I want you to definitely go check out that show at thekellyoshow.com. I firmly believe, the more research that I do on this topic, I firmly believe every one of us should have a Mito red light in our house and be participating in, you know, by my understanding, five to 10 minutes of red light therapy a day. The health benefits are extensive. And let me just give you a quote. This is actually from Dave Asprey's website. Red Light Therapy works from the inside out to enhance mitochondrial function in cells. This in turn leads to several skin benefits. Red Light decreases inflammation in the skin, smooths skin tone, repairs sun damage, fades scars and stretch marks, and even builds collagen in the skin, which reduces wrinkles. It also heals wounds and can prevent recurring cold sores or herpes simplex. Red Light works on the lymphatic system to improve the body's detoxification abilities by increasing blood flow. It can even stimulate hair growth in the hair follicles. This is just a touch of the benefits that they're seeing from Red Light Therapy. It is extensively studied, And once I interviewed Scott from Mito Red Light Therapy on the show, I literally was like every, I told my man, I said, you have to start doing this. I'm gonna start doing it every single day, twice a day. This is a priority, and I strongly encourage you to check out Mito Red Light. You can use the code, the Show to get 5% off their already ridiculously competitive rates. And when I say that, do your own research. One of the things that impressed me the most about Scott is he founded his company, Mito Red Light, because he'd known about the benefits of red light therapy, but wanted to provide an affordable option. This is for you. Start today.